Hey everybody, I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey everybody, welcome to Songtown Studio. Here with my partner Clay Mills. Yeah, man. The red light man. I'm the blue <laughs> light man. Um, I'm going to throw Clay a topic today we have not discussed, and uh, we're going to just get his reaction to that, and I've got some points I'll throw out. So, Clay, our topic today is how can we as songwriters enter a new year with a bang? Like, how can how can we have a really strong start to our year? Glad you asked, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got the answers. Um, I guess this will be airing in January, so it's really a good time to talk about it. All I can do kind of is talk about what my approach is going to be. And I think it's really important. The other day on our Songtown Facebook group, someone posted, they analyzed the top number one songs for the year. And every one of them did this and everyone did that. And, and I love listening and analyzing charts and that. But I think it's really important as we move forward as songwriters to go, okay, I understand what's going on in the marketplace, but how am I going to come in and add something different to it? Especially, I mean, if, I mean, think about it. If songwriting is paint by numbers, then a computer can do that. Right. But songwriting is, as Sting says, songwriting, songwriting is the soul's work. So our story, our voice, our own unique perspective, all of that is what's going to propel us and launch us to make some progress in our careers as songwriters um, because there's just so much focus on, you know, well, everyone's doing this and everyone's doing that. I just know from my own career, I tried to do the opposite of what everyone else was doing because if everyone's doing it now and then and I now want to do that, they're two years ahead of me. By the time I get my now out there, it's already been done. So I'm always trying to look what's next. How can I add something different to the conversation? Yeah. You know, if you and I were sitting here doing a podcast and we go, okay, the top 10 podcasters, this is what they say. They say this word the most on their podcast. And then, I mean, oh my gosh, it would just yeah. get, it would be so tedious. It might be perfect. But songwriting is not about perfect. It's not about a formula. It's about finding your voice and finding how you can add to the conversation. So that's my goal for the new year is to really focus and help my students. You know, we do a master class every January, and I want to help my students this year to not only understand what's going on in music around them, but how can you fit in? How can you add your own voice to that equation? Yeah, I, something you said made me think. The, the key is not to find the formula; it's to find your heart, like to to find yeah. what you've got to say. That is the formula. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's a couple other things that that I had thought of too. Is you know, I think one important thing is that there's a lot of frustrations in the music business if you're trying to be you know commercial with your music. And I think it's really important to give yourself a fresh start with every new year to go. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever disappointments. 2023 had for me, 2024 could be the year that I break through, you know, and um, somebody told me early in my career is like, look at every right that you have as the one that could change your life. And 
that's kind of how I've tried to go into each co-write. And, you know, every year I try to reset myself a little bit too on that of like, you know, I had some frustrations this year. Things didn't, everything didn't go the way I wanted, but 2024 is a new start. And that could be something could happen that could change my life. And so I think that, you know, make, making sure that's your attitude going into the new year, kind of checking if you've gotten into some negativity and patterns and that kind of thing so that you maybe kind of clean, cleanse the palate of that yeah. stuff, you know? And then I think too, re- remembering why you started writing, like, you know, continually reminding yourself, what, why was it you started writing? We were talking about mm-hmm. this on Clubhouse this morning in our Songtown room on Clubhouse. And people said things like, it's because I felt like um, I was really shy and I didn't have a voice and no one listened to me. But when I wrote a song, people would listen to my thoughts. You just said something so key. And to me, what you're talking about, I I was shy and music became my voice. There is nothing more important, I think, to the human existence than your voice. And when right now we're living in a time where computer nerds want to tell you, oh, don't write lyrics. Well, let AI do that for you. You can't really write a book. You haven't learned to write a novel. Well, tell, let AI tell your story. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're taking away your voice. Yeah. They're taking away your struggle. They're taking away every your ability to overcome, to learn, to grow. And that's where I think AI is going to fall short. Do I think there's going to one day be, you know, an AI hit soon? Maybe. But I think ultimately it's that you can't take people's voice away. And that's what songwriting does. And that's what the audience responds to. When I write a song and a singer's on stage singing that song to millions of people across the country, they're usually saying something that everyone in that audience wish they could say. And, and they want to say it, and then they hear that song, and it gives them ability to turn their spouse and say, hey, I feel that way about you. Or it gives people a voice. And I think that's the beauty of music is finding that voice. Yeah, and, and that's something the music business can't take from you unless yeah. you let them, you know? Exactly. And so I think it's really important to just to stay grounded in, in that idea because, you know, I think most of us, started writing songs because we love music. We love great songs. We love words. We love wordplay. And we felt like we had something to say, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I would write songs to the little girl up the street that I was chicken to talk to, you know, but in my, you know, bedroom, I would write these songs of like, here's what I wish I could say to her. And one day she might hear my song playing on YouTube and she might realize it's about her. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I, I actually ran into her 45 years later wow. in an airport. And I told her that story because she asked about my songwriting. And I said, yeah, I used to write songs to you because I was chicken to talk to you. We had a funny <laughs> conversation about that. But, you know, if we can remember why you got into songwriting and let go of the commercial part a lot of times, that can help you help us stay centered and grounded. And, and it can also keep us joyful in the process of like, yeah. you know, we're writing things that are fulfilling to us and, you know, then we let the chips fall where they may. I think another thing that I recommend to people, control the things you can control and let go of the things you can't control. So I can control how much work I put into my songs. I can control if I settle for things or if I push to make them great. 
Um, I can control my calendar and who I work with. You know, all those things I can control. And so I focus on those things. I can't make Keith Urban cut my song. Right. And Well, I, even if you're Keith Urban, I was writing years ago with Leroy Parnell, who at the time was one of the biggest country artists. And we were writing and, you know, he tours all the time. He was doing videos. He was doing interviews. And he came in and he sat down and he breathed a sigh of relief. He goes, you know, in the songwriting room, it's the only part of the business I have any control over, mm. you know? And he's a huge artist at the time. He was like, in here, I could say what I want to say, you know, I can, and it's true, you know? If, and if you don't get that voice in there at the point of songwriting, at the point where that song's created, it's not going to come in down the line. Yeah. You got to start with that. So many people we run into are focused on the end result. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten that major label cut or I haven't won that Grammy or whatever it might be. And you can't make that happen. You know, so if you're focusing on things that you can't control, you're probably going to be frustrated and, and burn out with it. But if you focus on the things that you can control and you um, do things to make yourself a better songwriter, you know, you mentioned our master classes, you know, you take classes, you read books, you, you know, you grow in your craft. Mm -hmm. And you work hard at it and you put in the hours and you're committed to making them great and not just settling. You know, that's how you're going to get to those great songs, not focusing on why aren't these people cutting my songs, you know? It doesn't matter how much money you're making from it. It's it's about expressing yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I saw this equation. It started at the top of one column. It said, if you start with your passion, then you can put in the work and have fun, and then the money will come. But if you start off at the top of your equation, money, then there's going to be no fun. You're not going to continue. You know, it's it's a recipe for disaster. So I don't want to diss somebody that's starting out and their motivation is money, but very seldom does someone sustain, put in the necessary effort over a period of years if that's your motivation. Yeah. You know, the money is a byproduct of you passionately wanting to do it. You work hard at it. And the money is a byproduct of right. that. It's not the thing that, you know, if you want just to start off with money, go to college, get a law degree, go to college, get a medical degree, mm -hmm. and then start that job and start making the money, yeah. you know? But even so, you've got to put up with years of, not of training. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you look at it like that, well, uh, you know, I have an aunt that's a doctor and how many did she go like eight plus years, eight or 10 years? I don't know what it takes to be a doctor, but she was in school a long time. Um, well, if if you've been working at songwriting for two years, well, you how can you expect to have the return that a doctor is making if, yeah. if you've only been at it for a couple of years? You know? Exactly. What breaks my heart is when, you know, people will come to me and say, hey, I want you to tell me if I should quit songwriting and give up on this dream or if I've got a, a shot. And, I, and instead of listening to their music, I'll, I'll say, well, does songwriting feed your soul? And they almost always say, yeah. Yeah. Do you wake up excited to do it? Yeah. You know, and I ask all these questions and I go, so should you quit songwriting? You know, and they're <laughs> like, okay, I guess not. But, you know, they're focused on the return. Right. And it, you're right in that, you know, if, if a doctor goes to school for eight years and pays hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. instead of making money, 
and, and then, you know, they wait all that time to start making the money. You know, it's it's not realistic as songwriters to think, I'm just going to walk into Nashville or L.A. or whatever and dump out my bucket of songs and they're going to give me, you know, fill up my bank account. You know, it it's just like any other career. If you want to succeed at a high level, you're going to put in the time and the work. I think for songwriting, though, I mean, if you're going to be a doctor, you know, at the end of your schooling and that $200,000 or whatever you paid to get the training, you know, there's a return for your money. Right. Songwriting, you're gambling on yourself. Yeah. You might spend over 10 years, you're training, you're working every day. You're not seeing a lot of return. Um, you know, for some people, it doesn't take 10 years. Sarah Davis did it in a few years, mm -hmm. but um, it's, I think it's, it's harder when you don't know that that money's going to be there, you know, or that return. I just know for myself, I didn't have my first hit till I was in my thirties and late thirties and my first number one, I think I was like 38, 39. And there was a lot of years in there that I just had to grind, you yeah. know? And my friend, Sonny Lemaire, from exile, we used to say, burn the bridge behind you. Meaning there's, you only got one, one thing's going to happen. You're going to succeed because you can't go back, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not saying quit your job and, and become a songwriter. <laughs> yeah. um, I had a kids at home. You had kids at home. We were married. We had to support our family, but at the same time, we never gave up that dream of yeah. being songwriters full time. And to your point about the the money a while ago, I had a friend one time that knew I had written a book and he came to me and said, hey, I want to write a book. Can you give me some pointers? And I said, what do you want to write a book about? And he said, I don't know. I just want a boat. And I said, you want to write a book so you can get a boat? And he said, yeah, I've got, I don't think there's any other way I want to get a boat. <laughs> As we talked about it, I, I was like, well, first of all, I'm not sure I've made enough money on that, on that particular book to buy a boat. Yeah. Secondly, you got to have something to say. You can't, you know, you, you, you're right. It's like getting things all backwards. If you go, well, I don't really have anything to say. I don't really care about songwriting, but I want the money. Yeah. You're probably not going to succeed. He yeah. never wrote the book. And to my knowledge, he never got the boat. Right. <laughs> you know, so you got to, you got to get things in the right order. Exactly. So this year I'm going to focus on refining my voice even further, finding out where I fit in the today's conversation writing that um, and trying to get better. I improve, you know, we talk about our masterclass at Sontown, but it's a great way to start the year off because you're learning new tools. Yeah. And you have six weeks to pick up all these new tools that you can put into action right away and make your songs better. So I love our masterclass for my own selfish reason, teaching it, is because I'm constantly learning new tools mm -hmm. that I can teach. Yeah. And so I'm going, okay, what did I do yesterday on that writing session? This would be something I should, you know, teach in the class. And it, it, so I love it just for that selfish reason of getting to show you guys, you know, what I'm doing in the writing room. I know Marty does that too. Yeah. So. so we have lyric and melody masterclasses starting yep. January. We've got advanced lyric and melody and actually in my advanced one we spend the whole time working on finding your voice yeah you know so if you're interested in those you can check them out on songtown.com or email us link below yep um i'm gonna 
one of the first things I'm going to do this year is look at my calendar, make sure my calendar reflects my goals, mm-hmm. uh, make sure I'm setting off the year, you know, doing things that are helping me make progress. Yeah. And I'm going to look at what I can buy next from Sweetwater, <laughs> that, who sponsors this show. Segway. <laughs> Segway. So we, uh, we were sponsored by Sweetwater. They have amazing customer service. They got every piece of gear and instrument in the world. So check them out. Check out the show notes for more info on Songtown. Some books we've written, like Clay's Melody Book over here. And we will see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.